Hey, I'm Rashawn Gidwani, and this is the Daily Morning Note, brought to you by Pitch. Good morning. Welcome back. It's the 31st of January, 2022, and this is the Daily Morning Note, brought to you by Philip Capital's research team, reporting live from Singapore, and I'm Rashawn Gidwani. It's the eve of Chinese New Year. Wow, I can't wait. It's an exciting time. It's the year of the water tiger, or at least it will be. Want to find out exactly what this means and how this year, this coming year, will be auspicious for you? I actually curated a podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify called Let the Money Talk by Philip Capital, and today is the sixth installment of a special eight-part podcast series discussing Chinese New Year and its traditions. Today's episode goes live at 3 p.m. I hope you'll tune in. Also, if you'd like to see more of me, I'll be on Philip Capital's TikTok account every Thursday at 3 p.m. for Finance Zen. And we'll be around Orchard Road this Friday, the 4th of February, for some Valentine's Day finance-related street interviews after lunch. See you there. Please like this video, share, and subscribe. Let us know if you'd like us to schedule a street interview with you by commenting. Let's begin. Asian stocks were mixed and U.S. equity futures slipped Monday after a Federal Reserve official flagged the possibility of sharper interest rate increases and Chinese data signaled slower economic growth. Shares rose in Japan and fluctuated in Australia, while S&P 500 and Nasdaq 100 contracts edged lower. China and South Korea are shut for the Lunar New Year holiday. Hong Kong's session is truncated. The Fed's hawkish pivot to fight inflation and an uneven corporate earnings season have contributed to intense volatility. U.S. stocks last week saw three of the biggest intraday reversals of the decade before ending little changed. Fed Atlanta branch President Raphael Bostic told the Financial Times that a 50 basis point rate increase or hikes at each policy meeting this year are options to fight inflation. But he said three quarter point moves starting March are the most likely 2022 outcome. Bostic doesn't vote on policy this year. In Singapore business news, OCBC has completed arrangements for full payouts to all 790 SMS phishing victims. The losses were Singapore dollars 13.7 million. OCBC on Sunday said arrangements for full goodwill payouts to all victims of the recent SMS phishing scam have been completed. About 80% of the amount lost occurred during the year-end festive period of December 23rd to the 31st, the lender said in a statement. During this period, calls made to the bank's contact center surged by over 40%. We also took into consideration that our customer service and response fell short of our own expectations that could have affected loss mitigation in some of the cases, it said. OCBC began releasing payouts to affected customers since Jan 8th. Singapore is set to lift its data center moratorium in place since 2019 in the second quarter of 2022. 
IMDA and EDB said that they had, on Jan 27th, invited data center industry players for a discussion about a call for application exercise to facilitate a new data center capacity in Singapore. The agencies are seeking feedback on the proposed criteria presented during the discussion with more details to be announced in the coming months. A source earlier told the Business Times that three applications will be approved during the pilot phase for data center capacities of 10 to 30 MW. Additionally, new data centers will need to have a power usage effectiveness or PUE of 1.3 and below. PUE refers to the amount of power consumed by a data center divided by the amount of power used to operate the IT equipment in the center. A lower value represents higher efficiency. Capital Land China Trust's financial year 2021 distribution per unit rose strongly by 37.5% year-on-year to 8.73 cents, underpinned by an 85.2% jump in annual net property income. This was mainly due to new contributions from its recently acquired logistics portfolio and business park portfolio, 100% contribution from Brock Square 3, first full-year contribution from Capital Mall, Neo, Hamil 4, and lower rental relief provided, partially offset by the effects of divestment in 2021. Distributable, distributable income for the same period increased by 70% year-on-year to Singapore dollars $135.5 million. On an enlarged unit base, financial year 2021 distribution per unit, or DPU, rose 37.5% year-on-year to $0.873. Cents. Next up, Coe Brothers Group, which is in construction and property development, has reported earnings of $4.9 million for the second half of financial year 2021 ended December 2021, up 67% year-on-year. Revenue in the same period was down 20% year-on-year to $111.7 million. Earnings for the whole of financial year 2021 was $6.9 million. For financial year 2020, it made a loss of $14.8 million. Revenue was up 4% year-on-year to $252.6 million. A big chunk of the company's earnings was lifted by fair value gains on investment properties. Its other gains increased by a total of 178% to $8.7 million. The bottom line was further helped by a drop of 10.4% in impairment made and also lower financing costs. Next up, Malaysian firms facing U.S. bans over forced labor summoned by ministry. Malaysia's Human Resources Ministry said on Sunday that it would call in all companies facing U.S. import bans over suspected forced labor practices to discuss immediate action to address the allegations. Malaysian factories, which include major suppliers of palm oil and medical gloves, have been under increased scrutiny of allegations of abuse of migrant workers, who make up a significant part of the country's manufacturing workforce. U.S. Customs and Border Protection, or CBP, said on Friday that it would bar imports from disposable glove maker YTY Group based on information indicating that the firm used forced labor. 
the seventh such ban on a Malaysian company in two years. Moving on. The Urban Redevelopment Authority, or URA, said on Friday that its private home price index rose 5% quarter on quarter in quarter 4, 2021, and climbed 10.6% for the whole of last year. These are unchanged from the flash estimates put out on Jan 3rd. Analysts had said then that the quarter 4 figure represented the largest quarterly increase since quarter 2, 2010 while the full-year number marked the highest annual growth since 2010. In the rental market, overall rents of private homes were up 2.6% in quarter four, steeper than the 1.8% rise in quarter three. They gained 9.9% for the whole of last year, reversing from the 0.6% decrease in 2020, URA said. In U.S. business news, the U.S. Federal Reserve is not ruling out raising rates by half a percentage point if inflation remains high, Fed official Raphael Bostic said in an interview with the Financial Times. The chair of the U.S. Central Bank, Jerome Powell, signaled this week the Fed plans to hike interest rates in March. Telling reporters the recovery in the world's largest economy is strong enough that it can handle higher borrowing costs. Powell declined to give details on the size of the planned increase, saying only that the Fed would be flexible. It typically raises rates by a quarter of a percentage point. A half-point increase would be uncommon. CBC co-founder Colts to step down as firm gears up for bumper listing. CBC Capital Partners co-chairman Steve Colts will step down this year as Europe's biggest buyout firm, prepares for a stock market listing that a source familiar with the matter told routers could value it at more than 20 billion euros, or US dollars 22 billion. Coles, who co-founded CBC in 1993 as a spin-out from Citibank, will leave in October to focus on his private interests, the firm said in a statement. He will remain on CBC's board in a non-executive capacity. In preparation for the IPO, CVC brought, it, brought in outside capital in September when it sold a stake of roughly 10% to investment firm Blue Owl Capital in a deal that valued the company at 15 billion euros, or US dollars 16.7 billion. Goldman Sachs is forecasting that the US Federal Reserve will raise interest rates five times in 2022 versus four previously, with a hike expected in March according to a note from its economists late on Friday. Goldman economists David Merkel and Jan Hatzius said in the note that they expect the Fed to hike rates in March and May and announce the start of its balance sheet reduction in June, then follow with hikes in July and September. They subsequently expect the Fed to return to a quarterly pace in the fourth quarter with one hike in December to end the year at one25 to 1.5%. Goldman said it continues to expect three hikes in 2023 and for the Fed to reach the same terminal rate of 2.5 to 2.75% in 2024. In the, rec in the recommendations section, our analyst Terence Chua recommends Keppel Corporation. His recommendation is a buy. The share was last traded at Singapore dollars 5.61. 
and the target price is Singapore dollars 7.07. Our second rec recommendation comes from our analyst, Natalie Ong. She recommends Fraser CentPoint Trust. It last traded at Singapore dollars 2.26, and the target price is Singapore dollars 2.64. That's all for today. This is Singapore's most up-to-date financial news from Philip Capital's research team. We're live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. on YouTube and Facebook. Have a great week. Enjoy the new year. See you all on Thursday. Bye.